Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show, number 89, live from the Lost Sea in East Tennessee. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Stay up late, though. I'm not very good at it anymore. You get up early, though. I do get up early, but, uh, you know, every once in a while on the weekend, I'd like to say, well, I I can stay up till midnight. I'm good. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. It's nice to stay in bed in the morning. All right, everybody. (laughs) Glad to be here at the Lost Sea. This is the Ed and Bob Show. I'm Bob. He's Ed. Hey there. Bob, I've heard about this place ever since I've been around. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, I see the signs on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. Also took a, a group down. Here when I was in school, during elementary school, I you're kidding. The first time. No. Did you go out in the boat on the lake and everything? I thought I was going to get lost. <laughs> it's pretty dark down there. Well, I know when you have to whisk, you have to whisk. <laughs> <laughs> it is the largest underground lake in the United States. It's part of uh, I think it's called Craig Head caverns or something like that. Anyway, it's um, it's really incredible. They've got a waterfall, and they've got, I think this is right, anthrodites, stalactites, and stalagmites. You did an eight. eight I did well? Eight okay. Plus plus plus. Well, so this part one of those is things that hang down from the ceiling, the ones that come up from the floor. But anyway, it's it's a beautiful place. Very cool. And uh, it's always the same temperature down here, I think. Very nice and it's cool. It's something like that. Thank you. It's between Knoxville and Chattanooga. And it's a great place to bring your children. I mean, they'll be... Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If they've never been in a cave, you actually walk down this tunnel. Yeah. And and then you go into the cave part, and I mean it's pretty incredible. It really is. Right off I seventy five, easy to get to. Come on in here, and uh, you'll really enjoy it. So. Well, we got a fun show coming up for you today. We're, first thing we're going to do is get into the news like we always do, news and things. What you got? Well, we got some new Tennessee laws that take effect starting in January the 1st. So we need to uh, watch what we're doing. And what are the new laws? Well, one of them is Tennessee gun owners will have a second option when they're applying for handgun permits. Yeah. It's a concealed-only gun permit, and it's now available. It allows permit holders to carry a weapon if it's concealed. Because the one I have now, uh, I can wear it out, and people see it on my hip, or I can have it in, right? So what's the difference? I don't really... Is it... Is it cheaper? Is it more expensive? I wonder what the deal on that is. $100, an eight-hour hands-on class, and some other background check requirements, so I don't know. I just, oh, I, no, no, I'm sorry. That's the regular. That's the one you've got. Yeah. Uh, the concealed-only permit costs $35 less and only requires a 90-minute training course with no hands-on component. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I, well, I think everybody needs to be trained just as much whether you can see it or not. You're still carrying a gun. Yes. Well, who the heck sponsored that bill? <laughs> Good grief. Under your shirt or not. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. Well, I think you're right. Golly. Who elects these people? If you put that gun under your shirt, it only costs thirty five. It costs thirty five dollars less, which would be thirty five dollars less from one hundred would be. That makes sixty five dollars less. That's crazy. And it requires a ninety minute training course, no hands on computer. So uh, an hour and a half. That doesn't make a difference. So eight hours, if I can let everybody see it, but hour and a half. 
if I hide it. Right. And everybody's hiding it anyway. Well, of course, I don't ever see anybody walking around with a gun. No. I mean, unless it's somebody that's trying to show off and yeah, whatever. I don't ever see anybody do that. That is the craziest thing I've heard in a while. All right. What else you got? Too long in the state of Tennessee. Okay. And uh, also, you know, there's all this talk about stopping drugs and, and opioids and all that. Yeah. And all that. Now, a prescription for an opioid must be issued as an electronic prescription from the doctor. I thought you couldn't. I thought that could only be uh, from a written prescription and carried in. So now it has to be an electronic thing from the doctor. Electronic prescription from the doctor, and uh, well, that could make it to where nurses control who gets opioids. They can. Wow. Okay. So you know. So all prescriptions, all opioid prescriptions, right, have to come from an electronic thing from a doctor. Prescription. No more written. No more handwritten. Wow. Okay. And so my wife's a nurse. Right. And she really likes that because it makes her job easy. Right. Because she don't have to, you know, take this in into the doctor, take fill this it out to the desk, mail it. And all. Wow. So makes it. Okay. Better. Wow. Those are two. That's two biggies. Yeah, it is two biggies. What else? You got? To, we got time for another one if you like. Well, companies have to list prices for services, like for x-rays and MRIs to physical therapy. They have to list that. Now, I haven't seen any of that. So it's I understand they're supposed to do that. Kind of like a menu? Yeah, it's like a right to shop around when it comes to health care. Because some things you don't know much their cost. They just, in fact, sometimes they just do it before they even ask yeah. you if you should be doing this. <laughs> Somebody just gave me an x-ray of the said, Is this part of what I signed up for? I'm just having my teeth cleaned. They said, oh... Well, don't you want it? I'm like, I, not unless I have to have it. He said, no, you don't have to. I said, well, then I, I don't want it. Is it covered? No. No. <laughs> so why am I doing this? That's just a few of the bigger ones. Okay. So just a few. There's hundreds of them. Well, and, uh, you know, every year, starting the first year, we always have these new laws that hit. Uh, we probably have some old What I'd like to see every time we bring new laws in that we get rid of some old ones. That's a good idea. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, okay, we're putting 10 new ones in. Let's find 10 that are useless that so we might as well get rid of and move them out. All right. We got to move along. And if you don't mind, tell everybody. Everybody, what uh, is coming up, uh, and then uh, you've got a sponsor. We're going to talk about the things in the mailbox, and also we've got a great topic today: comments and things that, that people used to say that don't. Are they relevant today? Famous sayings like they used to be, and what do they mean? So we'll get to that. It's uh, time for our question of the day, and Ed always gets to start. Well, I appreciate that, Bob. That's very nice of you. That's why I am. You're just a Nice guy. I'm a heck of a guy. You're a heck of a guy. <laughs> well, my question is this. Are we all being over-medicated? When I watch the news on TV, all I see is ads for medicine. And it tells me I should be taking that because, yeah, my knee hurts sometimes. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a headache or something. But do I really have that problem? Well, the thing that scares me is they'll come on and they'll say, well, if you've got blah, 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 and you go, I never thought about it. You know, <laughs> now really? that I think about it, <laughs> yeah. I think I may have that. I'm wondering if some people aren't being talked into having an ailment uh, by the thing saying you need to have this. I'd say you're right. And then all of a sudden I'm going to the doctor, and the doctor goes, well, I don't know, what's your pain level there? Is it 1 to 10? Uh, I don't know, maybe it's a 6. Okay, let me give you a prescription. All of a sudden, boom. You're in. And I'm getting the first six. 
six months free yeah. once they get me hooked. Yeah. But other than that, I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, well, are we over Medicaid? Yes. And that's why about six or seven years ago, I quit taking anything. And I have felt better than I ever felt my entire life. But I think it took years to get all the residual medicine out of me. I don't even take an aspirin anymore. I mean, I think unless you know you got high blood pressure, things that you have to take, mm-hmm. or blood thinner if you're at a heart attack, things like that, I think if you can avoid medicine as much as possible, you'll probably be better off. I agree with you. So yeah. Absolutely. Eat well, get rest, take care of yourself. Don't do too many things that are bad for you. Okay. Don't smoke. No. And don't be overweight. No. Those two things, if you will not do those two things, don't smoke and don't be overweight, you're already way ahead of the game. There you go. All right. I got a question for you. Okay. Have you noticed... um, you know, all the fire hydrants there are all around the country, but also here, in the, let's just talk about in the city of Knoxville, because the county doesn't have fire hydrants. The city of Knoxville has fire hydrants. If you'll notice, some of the fire hydrants, they always have a different color top. Um, whatever they call the top of them. Um, they're all yellow. They're yellow, but the top of them uh, has a different color, and that syndicates or indica- syndicates indicates uh, the pressure in the fire hydrant. So the colors you will find on fire hydrants uh, are blue, the top part, the crown top of the fire hydrant, blue, green, orange, or red. If you see a blue, it means it has excellent pressure. It has more pressure than needed to work correctly. Um, the a- average fire hydrant should have about 1,000 gallons per minute, 1,000 to 1,500 gallons per minute pressure. And that would be green. A blue one has 1,500 or more. Green has 1,000 to 1,500. Orange has somewhere between 500 to 1,000 gallons per minute. And then red means it's below 500. So as I've driven around and, and been aware of this, I've noticed more and more fire hydrants that are orange in the city of Knoxville, which means they don't have adequate pressure. But I don't see them working on them or doing anything to change that. I've seen some fire hydrants that have been orange for the last five years. So why aren't those being corrected? Well, who's checking them? Uh, Well, the fire department has to periodically go around and check each one. They send the firemen out. That's their job to do that. And they'll test them and so forth. And they report. Yes. And that report comes back in the office and goes out to the... Well, I mean, the city is aware of it, and, and but the public, it, this is shouting out. If you live next to a fire hydrant and you live in the city of Knoxville and it's orange, I would be complaining about it. You're not getting any pressure. Well, if, it, if there's a fire, you're, there's not going to be adequate pressure to put a fire out. So why do we have so many orange uh, crowns on fire hydrants in the city of Knoxville. I just That's, what you should do, ladies and gentlemen, is go out and check the, the fire hydrant. Yes, to your house or your business and see what color is on top. I've got one right outside my house. In my, it's in my yard, and it's blue. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel fine. It's got more than adequate pressure, but why does, does other parts of the city have the same thing? 
I'm good. So anyway, that's my question of the day. If somebody give me an answer, I'd love to hear it. Um, and uh, to, if you'll tell everybody what the uh, topic of the day is coming up, then you've got your sponsor. All right. Our topic of the day is famous sayings that we don't understand, but you've heard them all your life. And we'll get to that in a moment. But here's some folks that I really like a lot, and I think you do too. And if you use them, I know you do. But since 1972, Powell Auction and Realty Company, they've specialized in selling assets at public auction. And Powell is the industry leader in selling real estate, automobiles, equipment, firearms, and coins, and estates and antiques. Forty-six years of experience in organizing, marketing, and conducting successful auctions. That's a long time, brother. Mm. They've become a trusted expert in the industry. And they are offered a full range of services, including auctions, traditional property listings, appraisals. Powell Auction and Realty has developed and tailored its experience in auctioning real estate and assets. And they do a great job at that. So if you are thinking about selling property, thinking about selling anything, check them out online and call them. Here, here's the phone number, 865-938-3403, 865-938-3403. Check out their next auctions. You can go online, and you can check out their auctions that are coming up this month in the next few days or then right before Christmas. a good time to pick out some things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, online, what is it, powellauction.com? I think so. Yeah. Good people. Sounds like it. All right. All right, it's time for our topic of the day. You know, every day we always hear people talk about uh, they'll say say something, I throw a little saying in there, something that, you know, you, you get to where you don't even really hear them. Um, you know, they'll say something like, well, you know, you need to bite the bullet on that, or uh, you're, you're, this is going to knock your socks off. And the little sayings, you don't think about, where the heck did that come from? And so I thought it would be fun to have a little uh, show where we did the topics and tell everybody where some of these sayings came from. Okay. So um, I've got a lot of them here in front of me. Is there one you want to start with? Well, first, of course, the most important one is break a leg. Why would you ever tell somebody to break a leg? <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. Will you want to tell everybody where that came from? Well, I, you know, I've asked about this for a long time, but the saying originated through a superstition at a time when people believed in spirits or evil spirits. The spirits would hear people and do the opposite of what was said. So by saying break a leg, you were actually wishing them good luck. So people were thinking that the spirits that were listening would hear you say something like, well, do a great job and say, oh, I'm going to make sure they don't do a great job. And so they were dumb spirits that only did the opposite of whatever people said. So, (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that's where it's used a lot, but it's, it's, uh, I think, about anything. And so that's where people say, well, break a leg. But what they're saying is they help you do well. Close but no cigar. Close but no cigar. That sounds like something from a casino. What's that about? Well, this one would probably have you stumped the first time you heard it. The saying, it sounds like it should be coming from a bad guy in an action movie. It originated back when carnivals would give cigars as prizes. Ah. Particularly for shooting games. I got you. Yeah, so hearing this saying would be the only prize you got if you didn't hit enough bottles. So when the sailor was in there trying to win his girlfriend a teddy bear or a cigar, or maybe yeah. she won something if it's a guy, he got a cigar. Clay, really good, buddy, but no cigar. Get out of here. Okay, before 
before I smack you. All right, I got one for you, Ed, because I mentioned it before. Sleep tight. Oh, yeah. You know, and I thought this had something to do with, like, keeping the covers over you really tight, but it doesn't. Years ago, before there were bed springs and things like that, Beds were made up of a rope underneath it that were tied tight, and then you'd put like a mattress or something over that. And as it wore a little bit, the ropes would get loose, and you'd have to take the mattress off, and you'd tighten those ropes up, (laughs) and that's where sleep tight came from. I had never known that. That is bizarre. Well, you go, okay, what do you got? No one? Here's, I, I thought this was unusual. Brand spanking new. That, I, I get a brand new car. It's yeah. brand spanking new. New car. Well, whoever came up with this one really outdid themselves. It's not uncommon for doctors to spank babies when they're first born. In order what? For them to start crying as well as start breathing. But not only was a baby born, but also as one of the most popular sayings in English language. So it came from doctors used to spank babies. They still do that? Spanking new. They don't spank babies now. Do they really? How they get them to start breathing? Well, they come out breathing. Don't they clear their throat and stuff? I don't remember my kids being born. Somebody, doctor, spanking them on the butt. Come on the butt and start breathing. Well, here's one I had never, I had no clue where it came from. It's talking about uh, you, you're going to take that ad with a grain of salt. Oh. Okay. okay. Once upon a time, so they, the people thought salt was like the antidote to poison, mm. and it would really heal you from anything by using salt. So during this period, people would take a little grain of salt with uh, your food or drink if you thought the food or drink might not be good. You know, if you thought the it might be old or the water might be bad, you take a little grain of salt and then you'd drink the water or you'd eat the food if you didn't know if it was good or not, and that would be okay. And that's where take it with a grain of salt came from. Well, now here's one they still do. Okay. Tie the knot. Yeah, get married. You tie the knot. Yeah, wedding bells come along in this saying. Some marriages, the bride and the groom will tie their wrists together at the end of the ceremony. And this saying's been around for quite some time. I've never, I've never heard of that. Well, I've seen them do it. You're kidding. No, in the ceremony, they tie their... Hands together? Yeah, tie their wrists together. Wow. And, uh, I thought they did that later that night. Uh, <laughs> 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 they might untie <laughs> <laughs> Their first night together instead of up around the altar. Oh. Tie the knot. All right, now here's one for you. Jump on the bandwagon. Once upon a time, they said that uh, when political campaigns were going on, when uh, there wasn't all radio and TV, they'd take a bandwagon or wagon and go through town. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like for your vote for Ed Brantley for president of the United States. And blah blah blah. And you'd come over, and there'd be room on the wagon. And if you wanted to show your support for that candidate, you'd run up there and you would jump jump on the bandwagon. How about that? All right, right, what you got? Well, something very similar. Fall off the wagon. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, what is that about? Well, I, I always get confused about this. So, you know, when you, when you fall off the wagon, that means, I think that means you started drinking again. Right, right. Right? Right, you're right. All right, so the wagon is the, the most important thing. You're on the wagon. Ah, sorry, I can't drink that. I'm on the wagon. Right, right. Fall off the wagon. Well, you know where the, it, uh, it came from, don't you? All right. So uh, I know I read about this. Let's see if I can find it. Back during Prohibition, back when you, they could not sell alcohol, um, they had uh, water uh, wagons that went around town with water uh for people and stuff. And so, I know I've got it here. Oh, here it is. Um, During Prohibition, water wagons were used for street cleaning. They were a common thing in the United States. People who swore not to drink alcohol would joke that they would drink the water from the water wagon before they would drink any alcohol. So that's when they were on the wagon. And then that's where that, uh, that whole thing came from. You know, here's one that always confused me, and you've heard it. Blood is thicker than water, okay? I always thought that that meant that uh, a relative is more important to you uh, than somebody else, okay? I thought that's what that always meant, and it's not. What that came from is... It originally came from the Old Testament where it said the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. And the actual meaning was shedding blood in battle with someone else was a stronger bond between soldiers than a family bond. Because the water was the water from the womb. And so the blood you spill with somebody else in battle was a better bond than a bigger bond than you with your family. I didn't, so, I didn't know it either. That's an old saying. Holy smoke! Um, let's see. I was going. I got a couple other ones here. I'll uh, throw at you. Um, this one, your 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 spouse is not going to like the rule of thumb. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> the rule of thumb on this. Yeah. This was 1700s England. A man was only allowed to beat his wife with a stick that was no thicker than the circumference of his thumb. Beating oh, his wife? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so, other things that people may not know where they came from. Our kids today probably would know if you said ditto what that would mean, but there used to be a, a ditto machine. was a copy machine. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And be, people say ditto. Uh, blowing off steam. You know where that came from? Uh, steam engines used to have to blow off the, some of the steam to stabilize the, the engine. So it would blow up. Uh, yeah, so they would blow off steam. So that's, that's one. And that's kind of the way it's used. Someone who's real upset, getting ready to explode. Blow off a little steam. Um... Let's see. There was a couple in here I thought were really interesting. Uh, Barking up the wrong tree came from England as well, where they would go on fox hunts. And every once in a while, the the dogs would get the scent wrong and be surrounding a tree that would have nothing up it. And they'd say, you're barking up the wrong tree. I know one. You know what one comes from. Bite the bullet. I bet you know what that comes from. Okay. Back during the wars, and people would uh, be injured on the field, and in order to, to keep from biting their tongue off, 
they would put a bullet in between their teeth. Tell them to bite the bullet while they were doing the operation. Yes. How about that? Ah, exactly right. Um, anything else that comes to your mind? No, I covered the ones that I thought were really. I got one or two, and then we'll get out of here. A okay. uh, quick one: um, <clears throat> steal somebody's thunder. You've heard of that? Yeah. It came from a guy who used to be a play a critic. And then he decided to write his own play, and he did. And the play was a terrible flop. But in the play, there was part of the play where thunder was used, and nobody had ever done that in a theater. But the play didn't last very long. But then a Shakespeare play came along, and they used the idea of having thunder in the play. And the critic went back to being a critic and he said you've stolen my thunder <laughs> um do you ever heard chip on your shoulder a chip on your shoulder yeah yeah 1600s the royal navy dockyards in britain used to let the dock workers take home any of the wood that they could carry just on their shoulder and they would walk out and balance a something on their shoulder and that was their chip on their shoulder um let's see if i got anything else break the ice came from boats breaking up the ice to get other boats uh they were caught uh, in a in a um, you know a river or something in the ice um caught red-handed came from people that butchered somebody else's hog and had the blood on their hands they've been caught red-handed um I'll give you one more and we'll end on it. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. You ever heard of that one? Yes, I have. Okay, you you want to tell it? You want me to? I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Well, they don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Okay, years ago, this is back in the 1500s, they would draw a bath, a great big bath, a big tub in the middle of the room, fill it up with warm water. Well, the first person that got a bath was... The dad. Yeah, and then it would go down. Then go. Then the other boys in the in the in the family, and then the mom, and then all the girls, and then the youngest would be the baby. The baby be the last thing would get in the bathwater, which by then was filthy, and then they'd throw it out, and they'd say, "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater." All right, that's our topic of the day. That was a lot of fun, though. You enjoy that? Yeah, I did. I liked it. That's a, that a good one. All right, Ed, tell everybody what we got coming up, and then I've got somebody very special to talk about. All right, we're going to talk about some complaints, Bob. And mm-hmm. That should be good. And we might open up the mailbox. Oh. All right, Ed, uh, athletes need a full night's sleep to ensure their bodies always recover. If you work and play like an athlete, like me and Ed, you need a solid night's sleep, too. Time to lay down and check out the latest M. Lilly mattresses. M. Lilly foam and hybrid mattresses. Mattresses are the most comfortable mattresses you will ever lay on. Find out why their customers are raving about these beds, and they'll even ship it to your door. MLillyUSA.com is where you can find a retailer near you, or you can go to their national headquarters showroom there on Kingston Pike and Farragut next to the Fresh Market. M. Lilly. M. Lilly will improve your life. All right, Ed, time to open up the mailbox, and let's start by the first one here. Here we go. Here's Eve down in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Sounded like a good place to be. What's the most prevalent fish in Fort Loudon or the Tennessee River? I'm, You're a fisherman, aren't you, Bob? Well, no, I'm not. But, um, I mean, there is a lot of uh, bass is the number one thing that comes to my mind. Uh, you know more about what's in the lake uh, than me, probably. Um, bass is there. Of course, there's a lot of crappie. Yeah. Uh, well, 
From what I see, I mean, of course, now the fish in the Tennessee River, 650 miles long, there's a lot of catfish and things like that, but yeah. mostly around here, Fort Loudon, I think you're going to see... Um, Carp. You got blue catfish, you got carp, you got bass. Yeah. Uh, anything else that comes to mind? So well, you're saying probably carp's the number one thing? Yeah. Is it really? I would think You so. can't eat those, can you? No, well, you can, but they're not that good of fish. Oh, it's full of bones. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, so there you go. Okay. What else you got in the mailbox? Fishies. Fawn from Fourth and Gill. <laughs> Which one do you live on, Fourth or Gill? There you go. Will Knoxville ever catch up with Nashville in population? I can answer that pretty quickly. Yeah. No. 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 It, just because we don't. I mean, look, look. Knoxville has a lot going for it. Well, for and I, I'll also say this: just with the current. Uh, the election with well, the elections we've gone through in the last couple of years are, are not conducive to growing quickly. No. If anything, it's it's to drawing it in, it's to slowing it down, not to grow more. So I don't think you're going to see uh, a big growth population. And Nashville, my gosh, I mean it's just metropolitan Nashville has the businesses are going to grow just naturally. It's going to be a huge increase. They've blown the doors off. Absolutely. Williamson County, all that down there. I think yeah. Nashville will surpass pass Memphis in the next few years in population. Oh, there we are. Are they? Yeah, there's more people in Nashville than are in Memphis now. I don't know that. Yeah. It's in the last six months. Do you remember back when the license plates would start with one, two, three, four, five? Every county went by their population. Right. Yeah, and what were we five or? I think there were four. Is that what it was? Four or five, yeah. Yeah. Well, what are we? Knoxville's now what the third or fourth largest city? Third. But I think Nashville surpassed Memphis. Memphis has lost people while Nashville gaining people. Memphis is, yeah. Well, you know, Memphis has a lot of problems. Memphis is still a big city. No question. You know, and I think a lot of Memphis's draw is the fact. River cities always do well. I mean. Uh, a lot of things move up and down the river. Yep. Period. So. All right, it's our mailbox, Ed. We uh, tell everybody what's coming up, and then we're going to get into some complaints. All right. This is the Ed and Bob Show. Coming up, we are going to talk about next time, we're going to talk about people who work in Oak Ridge. Do they have more problems than other people do? And coming up next is complaints. So let's do that then. You got the first shot at it. You got a complaint for us? Yeah, I got a complaint. I got a complaint. People, you know, Tennessee, you see all this stuff. Even a company was called Tennessee Trash. Yeah, 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 yeah. It picked up your trash, yeah. White trucks, and it's called Tennessee Trash. Right. Well, Tennessee has a severe trash problem and has always had a trash problem. I mean, even at the intersections, they got, I don't care who you are, you pull up at an intersection, if you don't have something to throw out, somebody before you did, because there's something on the ground. Yeah, they dump their ashtrays. Everything. Yep. And, and you know, what? it used to kill me that it would just, when I lived in Hardin Valley, going down to Hardin Valley, Road, we would pick up trash twice a year. Right. And there was this one curve. 
and there's always natural light beer cans there. <laughs> Piles of them. Really? So somebody on their way home would drink that beer can and throw it out, and they threw it out that exact place because then they would go on home. That's probably because their house is right up around the corner, exactly. around the curve. You're right. <laughs> but you, got, you, you can't throw this stuff out. People do. I don't know what it is. It, but when, when we were kids, it was a lot worse than it is today, I think. You think so? Yeah, people didn't care about throwing trash out on the road in the 50s. They thought it was fine. They didn't think about it. Somebody had to pick it up. And now, uh, but but there there is some of that going on. I still see it. I see people doing it. And I, I, I thought we'd learned enough not to do it. Somebody has to pick up that trash. Somebody it has to go somewhere. Somebody. Yeah, well, that's true. There's nobody so, picking it up for free. Do you remember those bags that you had in cars? Yes, litter bag. Yeah, so they were sponsored by people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We don't do litter bags anymore, do we? Well, there, no, and we only have any, your ashtray. You used to also be where you put all your gum wrappers and everything. We don't have those anymore. No. So there's no place to put trash in a car. So maybe we need the Ed and Bob trash bag. <laughs> for all cars, so you just hang it on the uh, the uh, cigarette lighter, which you're not going to be using. Well, it's not even in the car, anymore. or it's not there anymore. Right, I got a complaint for you. People are addicted to TV shows, and nobody reads a book anymore. Um, people will binge watch TV shows. Day after day, night after night, watch TV. That's all they get home. That's all they want to do. You remember there used to be a book of the month club? Oh, yeah. And people would get a new book every month. We don't even have that anymore because nobody gives a damn. Nobody reads anything anymore, Ed. Well, I, th- I can't stand to watch the TV shows. It was terrible. Well, well there's a lot. That's true, too. But, but what has happened to reading books? I mean, you can only see Jerry Springer at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, <laughs> Judge Judy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what I do. I'm, I'm, I'm an Amazon customer and yeah. I'm a prime. So I, I do the books online. Right. And I, I have a. Years ago, you probably remember when I got this, I got a Kindle. Yeah, yeah. And I, I thought I was getting a, an iPad, but it was a Kindle. Right. <laughs> and so that's what I use to read the books. So you just can download. And I'm fine with however you read, but I'm just, it's, I don't know what's happened to our country. I think there's something wrong when you, you're only being entertained and you're not ever. Uh, being cultured, or, or you know, so anyway, that's my complaint. And uh, I drove by the theater yesterday. Yeah, and it was full. Really, people couldn't get in the parking lot. Well, so the movie industry is doing very well. Well, um, that's a topic we. I've, I've watched a lot of movies lately, so I got some. <laughs> I've got some opinions on that as well. I do. All right, Ed, tell everybody how they can listen to this. Show. All right, go online to Ed and Bob. 
www.ChuckDowlin.com. Download, or you don't have to download, just go down online and then go down the segment there that says listen to the show or, or respond, complaint, or whatever you got. Download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app. Search Ed and Bob. Be sure to subscribe when you do that. On Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, tune in, uh, enable TuneIn, and then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn and she'll ask you what you want to hear and you say exactly this. Ed and Bob. It's just that easy. If you want to comment, edandbob.com has a comment section. You can email us, edandbobbyyahoo.com. A lot of people have. We appreciate that. Twitter, uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox. And we are on Facebook. It's Ed and Bob. Anything you would like to uh, apologize or correct before we get out of here? Well, no. I, I want to do these sayings once again sometime. It's a lot of fun. It's, uh, there's a lot more. God, there's tons of things we say every day. Yeah. He does it. It's amazing, all these things. Blow your socks off. There you go. Hey, we got a business shout out for you, Ed. Starbucks. People at Starbucks, I see them every single day. I give me a coffee every morning. People there at Knox Plaza, I appreciate you all and appreciate you listening. Very kind of you. Ed and I are here at the Lost Sea. Thanks to all the people at the Lost Sea. Been so nice to us here in Sweetwater, uh, letting us get our feet wet in the largest underground lake. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. Is it a sea or a lake? Well, if, it were on, if you're on top of the land, it would be a lake. But underground, it's a sea. Tell everybody about what's coming up on our next show, William. I will. Next show, do people work in Oak Ridge plants die at a higher rate than normal? You know, this is something that disturbs me. And um, I saw our friend, uh, uh, one of our friends the other day, he was talking about how he had lost so many of uh, his employees that have died uh, early, prematurely, and they all worked right with him right there in Oak Ridge. So we're going to talk about that. It, it, and if you've got a comment on that, please email us and uh, we'll add you to uh, our comments on that. Anything else, Ed? Well, just one other thing. I noticed where Duke Energy is going to clean up all the, all the coal ash in the Atlanta area. Really? Yeah, they're going to clean it all up. So TVA, take note of that. Next? <laughs> I like to see you get up there, step up to the plate. All right, Ed, had a good time. Talk to you next time, man. Thank you, buddy. See you. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just a beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread. It's just like the fella said. Tell me quick, ain't love a kick in the head. Like the fellow once.